Welcome to the IESA Podcast. My name is Jason Neville, Director of Social Media and Publications. Our topic today is Corporate Personal Property Replacement Tax, commonly known as CPPRT. My guest is Dr. Vic Zimmerman. Vic is an ISA, IASA Field Services Director and former superintendent, superintendent in the Monticello School District. Uh, the, you know, the reason we're discussing CPPRT is the, the uncertainty around FY24 funding. Superintendents listening know the past few years of CPPRT uh, have been incredibly good for school district. As it turns out, maybe too good. We're going to get into that today and try to explain what's happening and offer some advice to help superintendents and school business officials uh, budget for FY24. Vic, thanks for doing this. Uh, let's kind of start with what's sort of your history with uh, CPPRT funding. Yeah, so when I when I was hired as the superintendent in Monticello, uh, starting back in 2007, you know, going through their financials and then talking to the outgoing uh, superintendent, um, I noticed that Monticello received a, a very significant amount of CPPRT funds. Um, about 40% of our budget actually came from uh, CPPRT funds. So in the district I was in prior, uh, St. Joe Ogden, we just received, you know, a, a small amount of CPPRT. So I figured I better learn more about it, uh, why, uh, what it is, how it works, how they determine how much a, a, a governmental entity or school district receives uh, since Monticello received uh, so much of it. So I, I dove into it. Had some contacts at the Department of Revenue, Illinois Municipal League, uh, COGFA, uh, several different places that uh, track and make uh, predictions on CPPRT. Just at the end of the day, so I can know more about it, but but more importantly, so I could kind of figure out or project how much our district was going to receive from one one year to the next. Can you share a quick history on CPPRT? You know, back in the 70s, when uh, governmental entities, including school districts, uh, were, were filing their levy, um, their levy was uh, the amount of uh, money they needed to run the, run the district um, based on their uh, value in their school district, their assessed value in their school district. And back in the 70s, that uh, EAV was made up of real property, which is uh, buildings and land. And then personal property, which was the things that are inside the the, uh, the building. So, like if you had uh, a big factory in your school district, um, you know the the building was part of your AV, but also every you know all the equipment inside the building. And you know it was determined that it, that it became very difficult to do a calculation on the personal property. So the legislature through the constitution of Illinois uh, made a change to eliminate personal property as, as uh, one of the value, the valuation factors uh, that school districts were levying upon. And for, and, and since, uh, you know, a lot of governmental entities across the state uh, had a significant portion of personal property as part of the EAV, they couldn't just, uh, you know, crank up their, their tax rates on the real property. So, the legislature came up with a replacement tax um, for those districts. And the way it works is all corporations pay an additional two and a half percent on their income tax statements. And uh, that goes into the uh, corporate personal property replacement tax bucket. 
uh, for the entire state. And then those dollars are distributed out to the governmental bodies and school districts based on what percentage of uh, personal property valuations they had back in the 70s. How stable of a funding source has CPPRT uh, been for schools? So if you track CPPRT just over time, it generally trends uh, upward in the long term, uh, but it does kind of cycle every uh, six to seven years with the Illinois economy. Um, since most of the CPPRT is based on corporate profits, depending upon how the corporations in Illinois are doing, either increases or decreases the size of the uh, CPPRT bucket. So, but just like the stock market, in the long term, if you look at the you know the long game over time, it's it it goes up. So, looking at the last couple of years. Uh, we've seen very significant increases in uh, corporate replacement tax distributions um, it, to the tune of comparing to the uh, CPPRT averages from 2010 to 2020. If, uh, if that was X, uh, 2021 and 2022, or FY22 and FY23, the, the year that's just getting ready to end, School districts and, and governmental bodies have seen a, a 3x amount of CPPRT. So, you know, if you had received a million dollars on average per year from 2010 to 2020, uh, the last couple of years, you've seen three times that. So three million dollars. Why was there such a jump in CPPRT funding the past two years? So, you know, we've, there's been a lot of questions about, you know, why that increase has taken place. You know, we had COVID in there, so we were nervous about the state economy. Um, there were some tax law changes, uh, the way, uh, you know, Governor Pritzker got a bill passed or signed a bill to close some corporate tax loopholes. So, of course, when you close some loopholes, that increases the amount of uh, tax that corporations have to pay. So when, when we talked to the um, Department of Revenue, about why the uh, CPPRT increased so much the last couple of years. You know, the, what we were told was there were, you know, changes in tax law um, increased it. And then, you know, frankly, over the, over the COVID period, while small businesses seemed to struggle, the big corporations uh, in Illinois made a lot of money. So that was kind of how it was stated. But that's not exactly what happened. Can you tell me a little bit about reallocation? Yeah. So, about a month ago, we received a uh, memo from the Department of Revenue on reallocation. So what, uh, what reallocation is when corporations and, and uh, when corporations submit their income tax uh, estimates uh, and, and some individuals have to uh, submit income tax estimates, um, it all goes into one account and the Department of Revenue makes a determination on you know, what percent of those income tax dollars uh, should be allocated to corporations and what percent should be allocated to uh, the individual income tax accounts uh, at the state. And, um, you know, they, they do a pretty good job of, of uh, making an estimate of what percent of that uh, account should go one way or the other. Uh, but with the tax law changes, uh, they weren't exactly sure how the allocations should take place. So the memo we received said that too much CPPRT was allocated to the corporation side 
And so obviously not enough allocated to the income tax side in the initial estimates. So as we all know, we pay, we submit our income tax uh, forms around April 15th. And then once those are all collected, refunds are paid, the Illinois Department of Revenue does what they call a true up. So they figure out um, exactly uh, what went into corporate uh, budget lines and what went into individual budget lines or revenue lines. And then they find out actually what should have gone in based on all of the uh, income tax returns. So, so that lags about 18 months. You know, it takes a while to get all those income tax returns in and then match them up with uh, what the estimates were paid and then uh, allocate them, uh, do the reallocation of dollars between corporations and uh, income tax. So what they've determined is over, you know, back in uh, 21 or 22, um, they were off on their allocation uh, to the tune of about $800 million. So uh, they need to move that $800 million from the CP, the, the corporate income tax lines back into the uh, just personal income tax uh, receipt lines and then correct the uh, allocation going forward for the next couple of years. So what does that mean for school districts? The superintendents and, and the business managers just want to know, you know, how much money am I going to receive? Tell me, tell me what I'm going to receive and then I'll, I'll figure it out. But the challenge for those sitting soups and business managers is kind of guessing on uh, the amount that we're, that you're going to receive. So the Illinois Department of Revenue has indicated that um, they need to, to move that $800 million uh, back Several years ago, something similar to this happened, and their initial idea in Springfield was to have the districts send back uh, corporate replacement tax money that they'd already received. Well, there was a lot of pushback on that uh, by superintendents. It wasn't our error, but we also knew that it wasn't our wasn't our wasn't supposed to be our money. So we, we kind of understood. But the legislature, it wasn't it wasn't eight hundred million dollars back then. It was a couple a couple of hundred million. Um, so the legislature just made everybody whole and and basically said we just won't make this mistake going forward. So so now we're sitting here today. This time around, the Department of Revenue has uh, not said that they're going to request uh, school districts or governmental entities to send back money, but instead. They're going to take that $800 million out of the uh, 20, FY24 bucket. So there'll be less money in the bucket to make a distribution to uh, school districts and other governmental bodies in FY24. And then in addition to that, the uh, information shared says that when they do make the correction on the reallocation, that, that could also uh, be to the tune of another $800 million dollars. Um, they're not exactly sure yet on that other 800 million. So if you take 800 million out of FY24 to, to make up for the uh, misallocation in 21 and 22, and you correct the reallocation and it does end up being 800 million, we're looking at, you know, about one, just do some simple math, uh, $1.6 billion less in uh, CPPRT for FY24 than FY23. Can you put the impact of this overallocation in context? 
Last year, the, the total uh, CPPRT uh, bucket was about $4.5 billion. So if they take out uh, $800 million, uh, let's say that, that FY24 coming up is, uh, let's just say it's the same, $4.5 billion uh, in the bucket. But they take out $800 million to make up for the, the misallocation in prior years, and they correct the allocation percentages and put the put closer to the correct amount of money in income tax versus the uh, corporate income tax, personal income tax versus corporate income tax to the tune of $800 million. We're looking at $1.6 million less. So $1.6 million out of, or billion out of um, $4.5 billion is about a third. So bottom line would say we're probably going to receive about uh, a third less CPPRT in FY24 than we received in FY23, if, if everything else holds the same. So while schools will likely be taking a hit this upcoming year, how does that compare to funding before the two-year spike? From, it, from FY2010 to FY2020, we were receiving X. So X would have been a million. The last two years, we've received about three million each. In FY24, if they take a third of it away, we'll receive $2 million. So we're still, at the end of the day, you know, we're still way ahead uh, by 2x of uh, what we received on average from 2010 to uh, 2020. So it's still, still a good thing. It's still a great thing for governmental bodies. Uh, but the, the warning or the caution, especially for new superintendents, you know, if you were just if you just became a superintendent this year or last year, and you see CPPRT and the three, you know, for example, three million dollars a year is coming to your district, and then next year you're only going to receive two, you know, you might be, you know, worried about that a little bit. And you know, I guess I guess it makes sense that you'd be worried about it. But if but if you know the history of CPPRT and you go back to, to 2010 to 2020, when you were receiving only a million you know, at the end of the day, you're still getting twice as much as we were in uh, for those last 10 years. Uh, what do you kind of recommend uh, for attendance uh, when they budget? Yeah, so everybody's, you know, I've been getting several uh, calls and texts and emails from districts that do receive a significant amount of CPPRT asking that exact question. I would recommend in the uh, tentative initial budget, which, uh, dis, you know, superintendents are probably working on now, to take to their board either in July um, or August, um, I would recommend a CPPRT revenue estimate of 20, 25 to 35% less than they received in 2023. So just like you said, if you received 3 million, uh, a real con a conservative number for your budget for FY24 would be 33% less or two, 2 million. The Illinois Department of Revenue is required to come out with uh, CPPRT estimates for all uh, governmental bodies in the state. And that those numbers are typically published in uh, the first week or two of August. So right now we're just kind of reading tea leaves and just trying to do some simple math to figure out you know, what we can do for tentative budgets. Uh, but my recommendation would be 25 to 35% less in uh, 24 than in, in 23. 
And then, and then, and then when you get, and then when we see the uh, Department of Revenue estimates in August, then you can, you know, you have an opportunity to, to make a modification if it's a significant difference from uh, what your tentative budget is. Once we see the the estimates published by the Department of Revenue, I mean, as as a as a superintendent in a district that did receive a significant amount of CPPRT, um, I also looked at uh, COGFA. Uh, the Center for Governmental Forecasting, the, the Governor's Office of Management and Budget they put out, uh, both of those uh, organ- or organizations put out information on projected revenues in the coming years. So I, look, I look, would look at those. Also, the Municipal League, um, since they represent all, all governmental bodies, uh, not including school districts, but cities and, and, and those types of things who also receive CPPRT. They do some. They do uh, estimates a couple times a year and track revenues. I do know that uh, there'll be a, a much more detailed article on the state of CPPRT coming up in the next Illinois uh, Municipal League Membership Matters publication. Uh, that's supposed to come out in uh, the July edition, so it'll probably be out you know in the next week or two which will, if you're interested, it'll give you an even more expanded explanation of, uh, you know, what's happened the last couple of years. I don't want to sound like, you know, a downer. I mean, it does sound like a downer because you are, you know, uh, if you're a school district, you're going to be receiving about a third less CPPRT. But at the same time, as I've said a couple of times, it's actually twice as much uh, as we received every year from 2010 to 2020. So, yeah, it stinks, but you know I'm not going to ever complain about CPPRT uh, coming through. Has there ever been any discussion instead of um, taking the 800 million back in one year, kind of doing it, uh, getting a couple bites at the apple, and sort of a more of a smoothing, gradual take back? Is that is that option on the table? I, I would I would hope it was, uh, or I would hope that's a possibility, uh, but that's. You know, that would be a decision that would be made at the Department of Revenue to, to, to kind of soften the blow on districts. Again, it would be tough to advocate really strongly for that as school districts because we have seen two great years of CPPRT. So it would be tough to say, hey, I mean, we're, uh, we're taking a huge hit. Well, yeah, we are. But um, again, we're, we're, still re- we're still expecting to receive twice as much as we have in, in prior years. So. Um, that would be nice if they would do that. It kind of remains to be seen how exactly the Department of Revenue is going to make themselves whole in this. Uh, devil's always in the details, I guess. How does the wild swings in uh, CPPRT funding from what it used to be to the, 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 the highs of the past two years and now the dip sort of affect your EBF funding yeah, the CPPRT receipts per district is a variable that's included in your, they count it as uh, uh, local revenues, um, and it is included in the EBF formula. So the more CPPRT you receive, uh, the less additional EBF funding you receive. So, the, you know, the opposite is also true. So the less you receive uh, in CPPRT, uh, the more EBF funding uh, you'd receive. I will say that it's, it's, it's certainly not a dollar for dollar exchange. So when CPPRT is uh, good, it's great. 
when CPPRT drops. Like, for example, if, if you received $3 million this year and next year you only receive two, uh, the EBF formula is not going to make up that whole additional uh, $1 million. Most uh, districts that receive a significant amount of CPPRT are Tier 4 districts, uh, so we don't receive a lot of EBF funding as it is. Any, any sort of final, final thoughts uh, to leave uh, superintendents with uh, about budgeting or anything else uh, that they can do? Yeah, you know, the, the, looking at uh, FY24, because I, you know, I work with uh, new and, and newer superintendents, you just got to keep in mind a couple things. Like, you know, like I said before, this, you're going to receive less CPPRT in 24 than the last two years. Also, you know, all of those COVID grants, are, uh, you know, are being spent out. So you need to pay attention to what uh, the prior uh, superintendent spent those dollars on, you know, so if a, if a school district used a lot of those COVID dollars to increase staff, you know, now those dollars aren't going to be there. So districts are going to need to make decisions on, are they going to keep those staff? And if they are, how are they going to pay for them? You know, that being said, when those COVID grants came out, ISA was strong coming out to superintendents and saying, be very careful. Even ISBE did the same thing, ISBE and ISA, and probably IASBO as well. Be real careful about what you spend those dollars on, uh, those COVID dollars on, because they're not going to be here forever. So, you know, do capital projects, capital improvements, supplies, equipment, those types of things that are more one-time expenses. Uh, as opposed to personnel, which uh, you know has a tail on it, and you you, you have to figure out: Are you going to keep those people, and uh, how are you going to pay for them once that COVID money dries up? So you've got the reduction in CPPRT, you've got the the uh, COVID grants, uh, CARES one, CARES two, ARP. All you know those are winding up at the same time. So those are two negatives that superintendents need to pay attention to. On the positive side. You know, a lot of school districts are, are seeing uh, increased EAVs. So that's, you know, that's a good piece to kind of uh, balance out the, the, the uh, reductions in CPPRT and then the going away of the, the COVID and, and CARES money. Most school districts are, are sitting pretty good uh, over the, since the last couple of years. Hopefully uh, in the next couple of years uh, with some solid fiscal management by superintendents and school boards and business managers, school districts can stay in positive financial situations going forward. But you got to, you know, you got to pay attention to what you're doing. That's for sure. Well, uh, we covered a lot of ground uh, here on the podcast. Uh, Thank you, Vic, for doing this.